When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined, and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. Strap in. You are looking live at a sold-out Memorial Stadium in Columbia. What the hell is this game? Starts with teams. Let's hit it rolling now. Let's earn this thing today. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make the calls. I'll be selling groceries. They shot me in Denver. You will not! Week number nine in the National Football League. It is a 1-8-1-2-1-1 lineup of games. Detroit, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington are your bye teams. The Jets and the Colts were too late for this edition of the Zabecast. Please check your local listings for results. Let's start in the one o'clock hour. You are looking live. At the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, the three and four Atlanta Falcons against the five and two New Orleans Saints. Your note on the game, Taysom Hill upgraded to full participant in practice on Thursday. My bet is he'll be the starter, but it's Thursday. We don't know just yet. Your nugget for the game, Corderell Patterson is doing it all for Atlanta this year. 
running back, wide receiver, kick returns. He said, hey, my mom did three jobs. Why can't I? The number for the game, Saints minus six. I will take Atlanta plus in this one. I think it's a big a bit of a letdown spot for New Orleans after beating Tampa Bay last week. Fox's Kenny Albert with Jonathan Vilma on the call. Alex Kemp is your referee. You are looking live. At TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville, Florida, my adopted hometown. The 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills take on the 1-6 and six Jacksonville Jaguars. Note on the game, Bills are 6-1 and one against the spread this year. The number on this game, Buffalo minus 14 and a half points. That's a big number there. The over-under is 48 and a half. I cannot bet on Jacksonville at this point. Give me Buffalo and I'll lay the big lumber. CBS's Andrew Catalan, James Lofton on the call. Lan Clark is your referee. You are looking live. At Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio, the 4-4 four and four Cleveland Browns taking on the 5-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals. Note, when was the last time Jim Nance was in Cincinnati? Well, he is this week. Also, OBJ is melting down right in front of our eyes. Could be released by the time the week is out. Remember when he was handing out cash at the LSU championship game? One of the guys he handed cash to, he'll see on the field if he gets to play. That would be Jamar Chase for the Cincinnati Bengals. Your number? Bengals minus two and a half. Total is 47. Watch out for the two and a half trap. If that thing holds, I'm on the Browns. I'm on the Browns' money line, despite the OBJ drama. CBS sends Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and the Wolf, Tracy Wolfson, to call the game. Scott Novak is your referee. You are looking live. At AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, where the 4-4 four four Denver Broncos take on the 6-1 Dallas Cowboys. He's back. Dak Prescott back this week after missing last week, so Cooper Rush goes back to the garage. And Von Miller is now off the Denver Broncos. You gave a tearful goodbye after being traded this week at the deadline. Your number for the game, Cowboys minus 10. Broncos 49, or total is 49 and a half. I got a nugget for you. Teams who trade Super Bowl MVPs in season are 293 and 5. Maybe. The following week, I like Dallas. I'll lay the 10 points. Fox's Kevin Burkhart with Craig Olson on the call. Bill Vinovich is your referee. You are looking live. At Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida, where the 1-7 Houston Texans take on the 1-7 Miami Dolphins. It is the Toilet Bowl for 2021. Your note on the game, Tyrod Taylor is expected to start for the Texans. They thought last week but then he couldn't get it done in time. Deshaun Watson, by the way, still not traded this week. Your nugget on the game, Jalen Waddell, who the Miami Dolphins really liked as a deep threat in the draft this year, and they drafted him, is only 53rd on deep pass attempts this year. They got to feed him the ball and feed him deep. Your number of the game, Dolphins minus six and a half? Total is 45 and a hook. I've got to lay six and a half with a one and seven team. But you know what? They're the better one and seven team. Plus, I've got a saying, always take a one-win team laying five or more points versus another one-win team at home after Halloween. Boom, the pick is Miami. Fox's Chris Myers, uh, 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 yes, with Daryl Moose Johnston on the call. Yo, Adrian. Adrian Hill is your referee. You are looking live. 
at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The 5-2 Las Vegas Raiders against the 2-6 New York Giants. All kinds of off-the-field complicating factors going on here. The biggest, of course, is the Henry Ruggs debacle in the desert. The DUI that left one woman incinerated in a fiery crash, 152 miles per hour, double the legal limit, and combative when he was arrested by the police afterwards. What a what an utter disgusting tragedy that is. Saquon Barkley for the Giants, out due to COVID, was probably going to be out due to his ankle, which has kept him on the sidelines for weeks. They're also without rookie running back Gary Brightwell and safety Xavier McKinney. They're on the COVID list. Have you noticed there's COVID outages all over the league with a lot of guys who are indeed double vaccinated? By the way, the Raiders could be eyeing OBJ. Your number in this game, Raiders minus three. Total is 45 and a hook. You know, I did some research on this. Teams with vehicular homicides heading east are a terrible system play. They're just 12 and 36 all-time ATS. I'll take the Giants in this one. Kevin Harlan with no regard for human life. And Trent Green on the call. Clay Martin is your referee. You are. At M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, the three and four Minnesota Vikings come to town to take on the five and two Baltimore Ravens. Minnesota has put center Garrett Bradbury on the COVID list. They're already uh, not so great offensive line gets even worse. The Ravens, meanwhile, got to get it going better on third down. Their percentage compl- uh, conversions on third down were number two in the league last year. They're down to twenty third this year. The number in the game is Baltimore minus six. Total is 49 and a hook. I will take Baltimore minus the number coming off a bye. Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth on Fox with a call. Carl Ch-Ch-Ch-Cheffers is your referee. You are looking live. At Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina, where the 4-4 four and four New England Patriots take on the 4-4 four and four Carolina Panthers. This was supposed to be the big Cam Newton homecoming game. Instead, you'll just have to settle for the Stephon Gilmore revenge game. Former Patriot is now a Panther. P.J. Walker is set to start for Carolina. The former XFL star who played for head coach Matt Rule when he was at Temple way back when. This is because uh, Sam Darnold is in the concussion protocol. The Mac Jones tour continues. He's playing good football. They seemingly have a guy That could be somebody in New England. The number, Patriots minus three and a half. Total is 41. I will take the Patriots to spoil the Stephon Gilmore revenge game. Give me New England minus the points. CBS's Greg Gumbel, Adam Archuleta on the call. Cleet Blakeman is your referee. That's it for the 1 o'clock games. Let's go to the one bridge game at 4.05. You are looking live. At Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 4-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers take on the 3-5 and five Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Eagles, still winless at home. And, you know, he spent five years with the Chargers as an assistant, so there's a little bit of an angle there. Jalen Hurts on the year, how's he doing? Not terrible, 61% completions. 10 touchdowns over four picks, but with five rushing touchdowns, they're not sold he's the guy, but he has not been terrible. Can the Chargers stop their slide? The number is uh, LA minus one and a half. Total is 50. I will take the Chargers to get back on the win column. And Ian Eagle with Charles Davis and Evan Washburn on the call. Jerome Boger. Yeah, the ladies' man. 
is your referee. We go to the 425 late afternoon window and we go to San Francisco. You are looking live at Levi Stadium where the 7 and 1 Cardinals visit the 3 and 4 San Francisco 49ers maybe without Kyler Murray. Sprained his ankle on the last play of the game against the Packers on Monday night. And Monday night, Sunday night, Sunday. When was that game? Thursday night. Thank you. Things are bl- blowing by me quickly here. That was a week and a half ago. He's still not quite right. If he can't go, Colt McCoy will be under center. <laughs> wow, for Arizona. Jimmy G is back. The first meeting, he was unavailable. Trey Lance played. He looked okay, but not very good. Got to take San Francisco. Your number is San Fran plus one. So the Cardinals, a slight favorite. Uh, I will take San Fran plus the point. Kevin Kugler for Fox and Mark Sanchez on the call. Brad Allen is your referee. You are looking live. Gay Ha Field at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. The 7-1 and one. Aaron Rodgers less Green Bay Packers taking on the 4-4 four and four Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs added Melvin Ingram over the trade deadline to help add to their pass rush, which has been anemic. Oh, they are minus 11, though, the Chiefs, in turnover margin. That's the story on the year. Patrick Mahomes has awful ball security. And, of course, no Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, biggest start of his young career. Let's see how he does. The line, the number, Chiefs minus 7.5. Total is 48. I wouldn't touch this game with Art Schleister's money and Pete Rose handing me a 10-foot pole to put the money through the window. Wouldn't do it, can't do it, but if i got to pick a team, I'll take the Packers plus the big number, seven and a half. Joe Buck with Troy Aikman and Aaron Andrews on the call for Fox. Sean Smith is your referee. You are looking live. At the Sunday Nighter now at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, the 6-2 and two Tennessee Titans taking on the 7-1 and one Los Angeles Rams, now with Von Miller. Of course, the Titans losing Derrick Henry this week was a real dagger. Adrian Peterson is alive and in uniform and ready to go. Just break glass, add Adrian Peterson. Your number on the game, Rams minus 7.5. Tight total is 53 and a hook. That is just too big a number for me. I'm going to take a pretty good Tennessee team, even without King Henry, plus the points in a one-game adrenaline surge type effort. NBC's Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoy on the call. Brad Rogers is your referee. Finally to Monday night. You are looking live. At Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where the three and five Chicago Bears take on the four and three Pittsburgh Steelers. Chicago is allowing a league-worst 30 sacks, four each in the last three games. T.J. Watt should have a field day. Oh, by the way, your nugget, Steelers have won 19 straight games at home on Monday Night Football. The number, Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Total is 40. I'm going to take has-been Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh minus the six and a half. ESPN, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, and Lisa Salters on the call. Tony Carrenti is your referee. And there you go. Week number nine in the National Football It is time to unravel the multi-layered mysteries of professional tackle football against 
the Sharps in the desert who set the Las Vegas point spread just to make it fair, just to make it sporting. Damn, are they good. But we've got guys on our side, including our next guest, man we like to call Mr. X. Here we are. Mr. We are X. on your side. <laughs> Mr. X, week number nine. It's the start of, well, no, it's the end of the first half I don't know, of it's, the it's, season, it's, it's or the is it the start of the second half? Of can we just season. say we're at the midpoint? I can't figure we that can't, out. We won't, we won't be at the midpoint until we're literally in between the action on Sunday sometime around 3 in the Four. afternoon East Coast time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 3:30 we're at the midpoint. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I by the way, I hate this second. I hate the 17 games. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Didn't ask for it, didn't want it, but they gave it to us anyway. Yeah. So we're just going to have to deal with it. All right, we got a lot to talk about yes. today. Uh so let's go ahead and jump right in with both feet. Why don't we start by recapping last week and you know what? My brute force play thankfully won, but barely. Last yeah. week I said I don't have a lock. I'm just going to take three heavy favorites, and two of the three will cover. I guarantee it. And if it weren't for the Bills improbably covering 13 and a half late in that game against the Dolphins, it's I think it's like 20, 20 to 11 or something like that. And then they score, they get they get a pick. It's a nine yeah. point spread. And then they get 1911, 1911, eight point spread, 1911. They, they, they get a pick. Jordan Poyer picks off uh, Tua Tungavailoa late, and it's like two minutes, 20 seconds to go. They're at the plus 22, and I think, okay, they're going to run a couple plays, kick a stupid-ass pussy field goal, make it 11, which is of no help to me with Bills minus 13 and a half. Yeah. But then they run in a touchdown. <gasps> All right, we're in business. Go. However, it's only 13 at this point, right? Was it 18-11? You know what? Maybe they put in a two late. Right, let me get the box that. score. It was they, 26-11. They, they, right. scored, the they scored. Yes, it was. So it, they scored. It was 18-11. Seven okay, so point spread. They went for two. And they yeah. covered the 13 and a half. <laughs> the Rams were boat racing the Texans. I turned away from the game. Houston put 22 up in the fourth unopposed and kind of made it nervous, but the Rams still covered the 14 and a half. And the Bengals-Jets, I was just on the wrong side. Totally wrong side of Mike White and everything. But two and one, whoo, I needed that. Thank God. You did. Well, and to not to, yep, you got it. But, uh, you know, to just take that one game a little deeper, I said on your show my pick of the week was Houston if Tyrod Taylor plays – at 14 and a half, they announced him out, which was, and that line went to 16 and a half. Oh no. So most everybody who played Rams actually lost that late push by a half point. No way. Yeah. It went off. That... It went to 16 and a half as soon as they announced Taylor out Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Unbelievable. So. Yep. That's a, that's a tough one right there. Your picks on the podcast last week were the three opposite of you. So, okay. Yeah. So we did the three opposite sides. So sort of I was one and two, although I want to claim push on Houston because I really covered it when that's Taylor. Fair. Uh, yeah. We got to take your Houston one off the board because 
when we recorded, they still thought that Tyrod was playing. And by the time we were done and the next day rose, you know, he was out. So, and, and let me add this to be brutally fair. I'm not being slimy here. Brutally fair. The guys were all, the guys are all texting me saying, Hey, Tyrod's not playing at 16 and a half. Do I still take him? And I said, no. Right. We got so digi- I'm not claiming it as yeah. a win. I didn't play it at 16 and a half. I wouldn't have played it without Tyrod, yeah. even though Houston covered that 16 you, and you a don't, half. You don't, cu- you don't lay 16 and a half. It's just not what you do. No, but we were on the other side, and I still didn't take it is what I'm oh, saying. Right. I didn't take it. Um, so even though it covered, I'm not taking credit for yeah. it because I told everybody don't play it once yeah. Tyrod was out. So Okay. So, what, what, uh, what was the general public last week? Favorites, yeah. dogs, overs, unders, yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah, well um, – the favorites had another miserable week. They went four and ten. Um, they're at forty-six percent now on the year, so it's kind of you know regressing to the middle there. Even though it was a bad week, and the home teams continue to do poorly. They were six and eight, but they're also at forty-six percent on the year. Public uh, went two and four on my count, and they're at like forty-seven percent on the year. So it's all it's you know the same old thing of like people say. You'd better to play dogs doesn't mean you win. <laughs> better to play anti-public doesn't mean you win. But you're still better off that side than the other side as a general rule. Over/unders went seven and seven, so they're they're still uh, overs are still uh, excuse me unders are still hitting fifty six percent. So that continues to be the side as always. But again, it's close enough that it's within the vig area as always. All right, we're going backwards through your proposed five point uh, sure. method. So let's go with the NFL and let's uh, your general sure. thought you have some gambling background for the NFL season including the Vegas 80-20 rules I don't know what that is yeah I that's a rough rule that I use you know it's the simple thought of at the start of the season let's just call it the Vegas experts whoever those the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain they have an idea of how strong every team is and the point is you start to play the games when do you change your opinion to say, gee, we overrated them or wow, we underrated them? And the answer is the Vegas guys, they put, I've heard them say 80% of their model is what we thought it was before it started. And only a small 20% of like, hey, look what happened the last two games, three games. So they stick to their guns, really? so to speak. Yes, which is exactly the opposite of Joe public who puts 80% of his thinking on, I just watched last week or the week before they're good. They're bad. And they, you know, they throw it out. That's why you see the same certain teams continue to kind of go, gee, they Vegas still likes that team. Um, you know, you can kind of get like, for example, the Colts this year, about four weeks in a row, you look at their line and go, really? I mean, there's certain teams where maybe they're not playing well. But Vegas sticks to what they thought they were until you make them change, so to well, speak. So they do it the opposite of the way most guys do. Well, you also, you also sent out an alert to your subscribers. By the way, call me MrX.com if you want more. And I, I saw it on Monday night. You oh, said yeah. the Giants plus 10.5 was a Dano, your mentor, rubber band game. Where you take the no, rubber no. band. No, no, that no. wasn't Dano's. That was mine's. I explained rubber band and I said it wasn't quite, but it was damn close. Wait, Dano didn't invent the rubber band game? No. Oh, he invented the rubber band, but he didn't put it on Monday night. 
He invented the term. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, ex- you believed yeah. you believe Monday night was a rubber ba- rubber band game, which is take yeah. the rubber band off your big wad of cash up in your <laughs> sock drawer and let it ride. You put okay. a caveat onto that, saying, "Look, coming off an ice cold weekend, which you were." You're a little yep. bit hesitant to recommend it because then you feel like you are chasing. However, had you done exactly. well on your own over the weekend and you were up, that was the kind of game to load up on. And sure enough, you were right as rain. The Chiefs still are very flawed. Don't take care of the football. Defense is awful. And the Giants had no business being in that game, but there they were right to the end. Winner, winner. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. What I said was that was my strongest NFL play so far this year. I, I loved the Giants in that game. I thought they were even teams. It's just, but you're right. I caution like, hey, don't have a terrible Sunday and then just start rolling it up. That's not the way to do it. You're right. Okay. But I wish I had. <laughs> All right. Uh, results halfway through the year. Um, well, this is the one thing I thought was interesting. I'm going to ask you now. No Google in here. Tell me the four best teams against the spread so far this year, just off the top of your head. Uh, the good? Rams, I'm going to say I just wrong. had this. That's wrong. The Bills <laughs> The Bills are 6-1. and one. I had that in my rundown of you were looking live. Uh, against the spread? Yeah. No, oh, okay. I got them 5-2-1. Uh, okay, they're in fifth place, though. They're not in the top four. All right. Who, who are the best teams against the spread? Seven and zero Cowboys. Wow, that's odd. Seven and one Packers. Okay, and it's at six and two. We got Tennessee and Arizona, and Tennessee's kind of the one similar to what I was saying a few minutes ago. Vegas is just taking forever to to say the Titans are good every week. It's like last week when they were a dog versus Indy. They're just not quite getting the love. They probably will start to. Well, they would have started to, but now they lost Henry. But anyway, those are the teams that have been crushing it. And on the other side, who's the worst so far against the spread at one and seven? Chiefs. Your Washington football team. Jesus. <laughs> Chiefs are second at two and six, along with the Dolphins. So okay. um, I, it's interesting to take a look at that. And you know what? Nobody's going to go two and 14. So the hardest part is to go against the, the buck the trend. But, you know, Washington isn't going to go two and 14 versus the spread. It's yeah. not. The numbers are going to adjust. So you want to know that. And, and, uh, try to start going the other way, although it isn't always very easy. All right. What is your yo-yo theory? Well, that's what, last week I talked about. Um, I look at the, the week before and I say who overperformed and who underperformed. And if they happen to match up, time to go because it's up and down league, yo-yo theory. And that's why last week I took Cincy over, I mean, excuse me, the Jets over Cincy on your show because I said right. Cincy coming off crushing Baltimore, Jets getting beat, giving up a 50-burger. Ain't a person in the world wanted to play the Jets last week. Well, wiped out out half of every uh, Survivor League, including myself. Did you you avoided that, right? I did. I was on the Chiefs. I was in a bad (laughs) spot Monday night praying for Giants plus 10, but the Chiefs had to win. And you got it. And you got it. it. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I did. (laughs) All right. That was fun. All right. Let's get our picks out of the way, and then we'll talk some college, baseball, and then you've got a thought – on my UC Santa Barbara dorm story from earlier (laughs) in the week in the Zabecast. So here are my picks for the week. Number one, I got the Browns plus two and a half on the two and a half trap. Is it a two and a half trap? Has the game stayed at two and a half? You got it. Okay. You got it. Browns are plus two and a half against the Bengals who are minus two and a half. 
Uh, OBJ's been acting up. He could be released by the end of the week. Baker Mayfield's playing on a busted-up left shoulder. Uh, they kind of s- didn't play very impressively against Pittsburgh last week. I don't give a crap. Mr. X has taught me when the line opens, two and a half, stays two and a half, take the dog, money line outright. Boom, two and a half. That's pick number one. Number two, I'm taking Dallas minus 10 against Denver. Denver just traded Von Miller. Dallas is getting Dak Prescott back. It feels like such a Johnny Square play, but they are undefeated against the spread. They have an offense that really sings. I'm taking Dallas. I'm laying the points. I feel like a total noob. And my lock of the week is the Niners plus one. (laughs) You swore you wouldn't play them anymore. (laughs) I'm on them again. I'm on them again because the specter of Colt McCoy looms at quarterback for Arizona. Kyler Murray is going to try to go on that ankle. He'll probably start. He may not be as effective as he normally is. Garoppolo is back for the Niners. They lost with Trey Lance last time the two met. I'm sorry. I'm not taking Arizona with the possibility. Oh, and by the way, A.J. Green's on the COVID list. So there you go. And uh, uh, Hopkins had a hamstring last week. He was in and out of the game. Went into the game rogue a couple times where Cliff Kingsbury's like, yeah, I don't know. He just ran on the field and got into the game. Kind of crazy. Niners plus one, my lock of the week. There's my three. You know, that is uh, some good picks for this reason. You know, I always used to preach with you guys when I would say, I get a lot of really hard, fast rules that you want to stick by, except for when you break them. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. And and guys will always text me, aren't you breaking this rule? Aren't you breaking that rule? Because they get, and I'm like, Yes, I am. <laughs> but it's good to know that you're breaking them. So you're you're sticking on my two and a half trap. Good for you. I just told you Dallas is seven zero against the spread, and nobody's going to keep it rolling. So you kind of threw that one out. So you you know you stick with rules, you break rules. I like to see that. There you go. And then you also broke your rule when you lost the Niners three out of four weeks, and you said never am I going to do that never again. again. And and here I am. I'm back. Not only back on there, my lock this week. So lock. There you go. That's how dumb um, I am. Vegas loves the Niners, and that's why their their numbers keep getting there. Okay, my three this week. I had I also had the um, the Browns plus two and a half going to Cincy. Nobody is giving them a chance. Um, I think I like what you have that one. Um, error recency a little bit. I'm taking. Uh, oh wait, that's my lock. My lock is the Chargers laying a point and a half versus Philly. Philly plays better on the road when they're not getting booed. They're back home. I like the Chargers. And my third one, I got to do, once again, Tyrod's supposed to play. And if so, I've got Houston plus six. In the toilet bowl. You're on the toilet bowl. One and seven versus one and seven. (laughs) Right. No toilet bowl bowl game should lay close to a touchdown. You got to take the, you know, take the other turd in that one. Okay. That's my three. NCAA. It's great television, but really, when are they going to make the needed adjustments to the rules in college football? I'm getting really bummed about this. You know, it used to be a football game was three hours, and so you had a game at one and four. Now they're stretching them to noon and 3.30 because they're allowing three and a half. And they're going over four hours. I I love, you know, I'd rather watch four three-hour games than three four-hour games. And what happens is you go to turn on that 7.30 game, and you see the game before it has eight minutes and 30 seconds left to go, well, this sucks. There goes the first quarter of the next game. They don't have the TV adjusted for how long the games really do take. And what bothers me about it is they're so stubborn. They won't change the rules. In college football, this 
stop the clock every time you get 10 yards is stupid, isn't it? You, it, it prolongs is. the you, game. Now, do you know why they do that? Because it was an intentional move in the late 60s because the games were taking two hours and 20 minutes and they wanted them to be three hours. So they wanted, they said, how can we make the game last longer? Because Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes were running the ball, you know, 50 times in a row. Oh, really? And the games were over. That's yes. the reason. Wow. I That's did not, it. I did not know yes. that. I would have thought that that reason was because they feared at some colleges, they don't have the most competent chain gangs. I always heard that. You know, it was always some big, fat 60-year-old guy trying to run down the sidelines. So you say, hold on, let's wait for him. No, that's a very good myth. And it, and it might very well fit. But the reality is they decided in the 60s, these games were ending in 220. Yeah. And they needed they air time. Now they were, and so they said, I'll tell you what, we'll stop yeah. at every first down. We'll set the chains. And that. and that was specifically designed to lengthen the actual time of the game to three hours. And it's like, now we're playing over four hours. Take it away. It's not hard. I don't yeah. know why they're so stubborn. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what other rules do you want to change up? That's all I want. Just That's give it. me that one. Okay. So the time is the big thing there. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, four hour games. there's Jeez. an incredible story going on at Madison. JMU. James Madison yes. University is going to leave and go to a new conference. Sun um, Sun Belt, right? They're going to go to the Sun Belt, and they're going. They're going Division One. Yes, well, they're Division One in everything but football. You know, they're one double A. They're one double A in football. Well, they're going to go one double A. Yeah, they call right. it what FBS. I'm not. Now, yeah, I'm not. AA. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that bullshit. Yeah. They're one double A. They're really good one double A. National Correct. championship caliber one double A, but they're going Division One. They're going to the Sun Belt. Right, correct. Next, but year. it's their division one in everything else. I, I don't care. I don't care. Yes. That's irrelevant okay. to the point. The point is they're going division one in football, and to penalize them for breaking their contract with the league they're in, they're not going to let JMU compete in any championships this year. Conference tournaments. Conference tournaments. You can go to an NCAA tournament were you an at-large team, but of course, if you need to win your conference tournament to get there, then that's not going to happen. Right? And that's across all their sports? All, all sports. And what that's about say, the student-athletes who are getting fucked by this? Exactly. Oh, but that's okay. It's all right. They already missed 2020 when we shut down early. We've been doing all this testing. If there's ever a, a class, a graduating class or two of athletes that should get a break, it's now. And you're saying you're penalizing this whole school. And Madison's good at other sports. Their girls' softball was in the final four or final two or three last year. And they're taking all those little sports and saying, yeah, you can't compete in your conference tournaments. We're sorry, by the way, you missed last year with COVID. We're going to screw you this year, too. What a horrible thing to do to 19, 20-year-old kids. Because they're, and by the way, they're technically allowed to do this, the NCAA. But look at how many teams have switched conferences. Paid the, you know, you have a buyout number. It's ten million in Madison's case. You pay the buyout. Why do you have a buyout in there if paying it isn't sufficient? You know, yeah. and when Texas and Oklahoma and Maryland and Rutgers and everybody changes conference, pays the buyout, Madison does it, and they and they screw them. And how about this? You know, in the smaller um, conferences, they tend to play the tournaments at whoever has the best facilities. So all seven championships are played on campus at Madison. So Madison kind of said to them, 
hey, we can't play. You're going to need a new place to play those tournaments. Yeah. And the, um, what do you call it? That conference, uh, AAC, came back and said, these are the fines if you don't let us play that. So they're hosting them on campus, and they can't play them. The, I, I said the NCAA is screwing them. It's technically the presidents of the remaining CAA schools. CAA, that's right. So yes, it's, not it's not the, the NCAA. NCAA, it's the CAA. Correct. And this story here does say that the except, exceptions are women's soccer and field hockey, which begin their conference tournaments this week. Mm. They also say because they didn't have time. Yeah. They say in sports such as golf, track and field, and swimming and diving, JMU athletes can win individual conference titles, not team titles. Okay, whoopee! It's still, it's still, it's still bullshit. It's, it's still, <laughs> yeah. it's, it is, it is number one bullshit because yes. you're punishing these kids for what exactly. the school is doing in football in other sports that have nothing to do with football. Well, I mean, okay. when they move to this conference, they'll be playing in it for all sports. Yeah, I know, so but for this year. I know. Like, but it's like Maryland going to the Big Ten. All sports are there. No, no, I but know. Yes, but they're, they're punishing ball. the kids this year for That's nothing, right. they, for something they didn't yeah. do. That's and outrageous. they already missed all their tournaments, you know, a year oh, yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, That's a yeah, terrible yeah, move, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. All right, the World Series is over. The Atlanta Braves win it in six games, and I am sorry to report Viewership was fucking terrible. 6.5 average rating over the six games. That is the second lowest World Series ratings of, rating of all time, only to last year's pandemic-marred Dodgers-Tampa Bay Rays 4-2 World Series, which drew a 5.2 average rating. You look at the graph, which I am at Wikipedia. They have... Uh, World Series TV ratings, Wikipedia page. It is an absolute jagged line plunging from left to right. Yep. The sport is broken, Mr. X, and you love the sport. Tell me what's the biggest problem with it. Well, you know, and by the way, remember when we talked about the World Series before it started, I I didn't stop and think about COVID, and I said this is going to be the worst World Series in 20 years um, to watch when it was. you know, I, I think the couple of things that I would say is, you know, some sports are TV sports and some sports are in-person sports. I still think baseball is, an, is a – the games are too long. It's an in-person sport. A beautiful July afternoon outdoors, that's a fun day, you know. Mm-hmm. Watching the four hours on TV, even I can't do that. No, they don't get what baseball is. It's what I call background music. If you're a music guy, like you seem to be, you might be sitting here and have your, 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 um, playlist going. I have a baseball game, but I ain't sitting there watching it. It's just background music. You know, I tune in and tune out. It's, it's really hard. It's become a niche. What's the ideal length for a baseball game in today's attention starved era? Give me a number. 2045 minutes. Okay. Not possible, can, can, but that's it. I was going to say, can you jam nine innings in the modern sport, guys stepping out of the box, adjusting their nut cap, their elbow pad, everything else in that time? No, no not even close. Square peg, round hole. No, you can't do it. But I'm, that's still what it takes. 
three hour broadcast, two hours and 45 minute game, you know, Jim Cott, we miss him and his hour and a half games. Well, that's an exaggeration, but no, it's too long. It's too boring. I, I can't handle it. It's background music. I love to bet it, but I can't watch it. Also money will buy your contention, but it will not yes. buy a championship. Right. That's well, also bad for the game. I, kind of. I mean, you know, everybody's always talks. I mean, you know, when the Yankees and Dodgers will spend 300 and whatever million dollars and people say, oh, but they didn't win. But they're always going to win 95. They're always going to be there. But baseball is a sport where the best team doesn't win a three out of five all that often or a four out of seven. You know, in the NBA, four out of seven, best team wins almost all the time. Yeah. Um, in baseball, pitching Anybody can win a short series. That's why they play 162. So what happens is when you get, and that's the the David and Goliath rule, I call it. You know, everybody wants to watch King Kong play Godzilla. Two huge, great teams. That's fun. Everybody loves the David and Goliath story. But nobody can watch David play David. (laughs) Nobody. So you love to see an upset? Oh, look, an upset. It's kind of like an NCAA tournament. You love those upsets. When you get to the final four, don't give me Butler and Loyola. I don't care anymore. Imagine That's fun in the beginning. Imagine, but not at the end. imagine if it was Brewers Rays. Yeah. yeah. Imagine well, Rays, Rays Brewers. Team, they have no markets. Yeah. Rays. Yeah. I mean, it would, they would have buried the ratings number under Probably. six feet of concrete when it's all said and done. I would have liked it as, you know. But it's almost you would hope more attention getting to, you know, they would have excused that away like they did last year. I mean, Atlanta and Houston aren't big markets, but they're not Brewers Rays. So you would think it's still got to be an alert of, hey, we got to do something here. Well, luckily, Mr. X, we got a really sharp commissioner who I think is going to (laughs) abs. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. You're thinking of football. (laughs) No, I'm not thinking of that either. The the universal disdain for Rob Manfred is absolutely palpable. Oh, God, yes. But oh, the one other point I was going to try to make to you is I feel like the in-person sports are now losing out to the TV sports. Major League Baseball and, to me, the NHL are fun games to go to in person. I don't want them on TV. But uh, football and basketball, those are TV sports. I'd rather sit in front of my TV, three TVs watching football, than go to the game itself. Those are TV sports, and TV sports are replacing in-person sports. Yeah. All right, last comment. If you missed it earlier this week on the ZabeCast, I did a story about how my alma mater, UC Santa Barbara, was getting a $200 million donation from this old coot who's a partner with uh, the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett. He's a billionaire. He's 97 years old. And as an amateur architect with no background whatsoever, drew up sketch for a dorm room on campus at UCSB that was going to hold a massive amount of students in tiny little one-person rooms, none of them with a window, all facing inwards. It was such a controversial design that another architect quit in protest saying, this is bullshit, this is the worst design ever, you have a thought. Well, let's drill down to what was his goal? What I heard you state the goal was, this is a way, by having these little cell block rooms, to get kids kids outside 
to get them out of their rooms to socialize and meet people. Does he have a fucking kid? No. I He's 97. I want a college that gets my kids back to their rooms, not out. <laughs> They're out. I don't need help with that. I need help well, getting their homework. Okay, done. well, your kids are social and 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 they have friends or whatnot. Seriously? But I, okay, I, here's the thing that I think he doesn't understand. These kids have turned inwards. They want to crawl into their phones. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them. You give them high speed Wi Fi in their own room where they can lock the door. They're not leaving that stupid pod. Save. I called X2 about two hours ago. Recent graduate from JMU. Got that whole lowdown on the story. And I said to him, hey, did you see that stuff about UCSB? He goes, oh, yeah, I saw that article. That guy must have had the nerdiest kids in the history of college. (laughs) Well, your son is is social. JMU is a big party school. Come on. So it's a totally different thing. But I don't know. Do you you want to design at CNU that makes your daughter always go out and do things? Eh, Maybe you do. I don't know. Here's the thing. I just feel like I want one that goes the other way. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Just having a small room with no windows is not necessarily going to force kids out. That is all true, but you show me a college design that makes them go home and do some work, and I'm all in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, everyone has different needs and different personality hey, types for their kids. So Yeah, I'm paying my 13th and 14th of my 16 college years tuitions right now. I, oh, I, I would love to have it go the other direction every now and then. You got a boat that's out of the water, I assume, at this point up there in Maine, right? Yeah, it's in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cold up there That's now. Why I'm still here. It's in the shop getting fixed. I can't go home until I get it fixed. The website, callmemrx.com. Mr. X, thank you, brother. We'll talk to you All next right, week. There you go. Bye. Glenn Fittick's Richest 25 campaign aims to challenge the historically unitary and largely misinterpreted vision of wealth and what it means to live a life of riches that is commonly displayed in culture. Richest 25 breaks from the single malt scotch whiskey norm and helps redefine what it means to be rich. The launch of the Glenn Fittick Richest 25 is a curation of 25 individuals that challenge traditional notions of wealth and express an alternate idea of what it means to live a life of riches. For me, it's about fulfilling work and flexibility in my time and nobody breathing down my neck except for you. Jen. And when there's too much breathing, I reach for my Glenfiddich 23. I want it to be old enough to have its own scotch if it wants to. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenfiddich 2021, imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc., New York, New York. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner, easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss 
to Green Bay. How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Come on, Charge. Okay. You got the second one. Here we go. One of these days, Charge, one of these days. You're a bit under the weather today, so I will not ride you too hard or too long. How you Thank doing this you. week, my friend? Um, I've, I've been better, but that's all right. You know, it's uh, it's it's still football season. Life is good. My Vikings are uh, are terrible, and everybody hates our team and our coach, but that's okay. You know, that, goes that, on. that was a really tough one on Sunday night. And I've been watching and following your tweets, and I'm just I'm wondering what the conversation was like all week. Um, here in Minnesota, it's Zimmer's done. I mean, there's there's no support left for Mike Zimmer, and um, it's it's it, it would take it would take a deep playoff run to save him at this point. It's just the whole the whole the whole fan base has turned against him, and. It, it feels like it's more on Zimmer than anybody else. People recognize it's a team loaded with talent. We just look around the, ro- the roster and go, God, there's talent everywhere. How can this team not score points? And they, they blame the head coach, and rightfully so. And, you know, some losses are harder than others. When you lose to a first-start player who's only thrown three passes in his entire career and you get handled by that quarterback, yeah. it's, it's deeply embarrassing. It's really bad, and it started so well. On Sunday night, bing, bang, boom, tic-tac-toe mm-hmm. down the field. What happened? Why well, did they get away happened. from that? The first, the first drive, they challenged downfield the whole time. Yeah. And, they got, they, you know, and then after that, it was all dump off underneath stuff. And granted, Kirk was in a, was getting a lot of heat in that game, but still, I don't care. You got to find ways to take some shots and you know bring in extra blockers, whatever it takes. You can't just throw two-yard passes for an entire game and think that you're going to do anything. That's not how today's NFL works. The refs are begging yes. for a reason to get the flag out and call P.I. It's 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 what They love that. It makes them feel all warm and tingly inside. <laughs> they get to change the outcome of a game with a 40-yard penalty. Go let them do their job. If you watch the Colts the last two week two weeks, that has been 82% of their offense by volume. <laughs> Long PI calls because they're really good at doing it. And sort of like NBA players that figured out how to dribble up court and then pull up short and let yeah. the guy trailing crash into him, which, by the way, the refs are now stopping. They're not calling that anymore, thank God. But the, the Colts are doing that on pass plays all the time. They're having their they're underthrowing receivers and letting them stop and having the DB crash right into them, flag, boom, Big penalty. So yes, the game is now engineered to throw it and to throw it deep, if not all the time, most of the time. And any yeah. team and any coach that doesn't do that is just going to be left behind. So it's, Zimmer is on the is on the frying pan. I would assume our boy Kirk is right there with him. 
Well, uh, Kirk has played well up until this last game, and he's he played was bad well. in this last game. Oh, I know he's, he's played, played well. He's played well. But you yeah. and I and know, so, you and I know, but, when they bundle up the box car to ride the coach out of town, they're going to go. We got room for somebody else here who belongs, and they'll point yes. to the quarterback. And the Kirk haters are taking their shots. Trust oh, me, they're, yes. you know they're perfectly happy to go to you know to take shots, and so. They are, I, I definitely got I definitely got a lot of hate from the, the from the Kirk crowd and um, that's you know but well, I get that after like every incompletion I get you know, I know. four tweets about how terrible it the, is. The funny thing is there's Kirk haters here in DC amongst the DC fan base. Oh yeah, and they'll they're jump. going after me too. By the way, oh well of course and 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 the and the Redskin fan Washington football team fan base that that didn't like Kirk didn't Kirk Kirk didn't think he was any good will chirp all the time whenever there is a Vikings failure or Kirk has a bad game. And my only response is, yeah, well, he's the best you had since Snyder bought the team, and you haven't had anybody as good since. And I will bet you it's another 10 years before you have another guy as good as Kirk was. But sure, right, He's not a franchise quarterback. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a singular game-changing quarterback. I won't argue that. I'm almost on the same page. He's the best you fucking had, and you haven't had anybody since. So who's the dumb one? Yeah, and here's the thing that always kills me, is everybody thinks you should just like melt it all down and reboot yeah. and just like hit the draft and go get your quarterback. Well, tell that to the five teams that took quarterbacks in the first round this year. How do you think the Bears are feeling right now about Justin Fields? How do you think the Jets are feeling about Zach Wilson? I mean, as often as not, these reboot attempts fail miserably. And and more often than not, the best you can get is back to Kirk. You know, people think that you're just going to go draft Patrick Mahomes. And it's going to be that simple to reboot. <laughs> right. And it's, it's never that. But they think it is in their heads. They're delusional about this. And the reboot process is painful and filled with losses and interceptions and ugly play. And you know, and do you really want to give up two years of your fandom while you reboot and hope that guy, the Christian Ponder that you just took in the draft, oh, yeah. or the Dwayne Haskins you just took in the draft, doesn't suck ass? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I want to walk back through the drafts. I'm trying to find it right here, sorted for my uh, discernible pleasure. Uh, the the number of teams that have gobbled up quarterbacks in the last several drafts, I'd say at least every year, two of the top guys, they're already ready to throw away. They're like, nope, yes. he's no good either. And Correct. they took five this year, and I know it's early. I know that the best quarterbacks are not going to show and bubble up until later on in this process for the upcoming draft in 2022, and there'll be a few guys. But this is this is a lean year for quarterbacks. By all accounts, I mean when Spencer, when Spencer, yeah, when Spencer F and Rattler was supposed to be the best quarterback of the bunch, and he <laughs> right. got F and benched not, for a not freshman, even the best quarterback on his team, he got benched for a freshman. <laughs> I mean, come on! How, so you're not going to get somebody in the draft, and the the pickings of retreads are just. I mean, reports were that uh, the Washington football team inquired at the deadline about Mitch Trubisky, or as you call him. Sad trombone ski. Tua looks like a dry hole in Miami, and I was a huge Tua fan. I wanted him to be Mm -hmm. great. And, uh, you know, and the the beat goes on. So, yeah, I mean, if Kirk gets run out along with Zimmer, then 
he'll go somewhere else and he'll probably pre- be pretty good. I think Kirk's going to have a nice 35 to 37, 38 year span. Like those years, his 35, mm-hmm. 36, 37 years, he'll land on a team that could use him, that's complete with a good coach, and he'll yeah. have real success. It's very possible. Now, you said, is he a Hall of Famer? And you're like, no, no, no. The, but you know what's funny is? If you look at his numbers from the time he started playing regularly in Washington to now, don't do that. He is on Hall of Fame <laughs> statistical pace. In a million years, they wouldn't put yeah. him in. <laughs> it, it, it would take it, it's it's it, it's going to be a little bit like for him. I think it'll be a little bit like Philip Rivers, where at the end of the day, the numbers are going to be almost a mandate to put him in the Hall of Fame. But he's not going to have the playoff wins, and so he probably won't get in. Yeah. Meanwhile, and he's got to play like another 10 years. Yeah. Meanwhile, this uh, this Rodgers thing is just an unbelievable plot twist. Isn't it? A TV, oh, delicious. The NFL being a TV show about quarterbacks, it is a hell of a plot twist. And this all depends. And we're taping this a day early, so things can and will change. But the, the real plot twist would be if somehow Jordan Love gets dinged and can't play either. Then yeah. the Packers are down to Blake Bortles off the beach, off the golf course where he was allegedly called on Wednesday. Wouldn't that be something? If if it's for whatever reason, Blake Bortles has to go play in this game. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, for that matter, think about this. What if, what if Jordan Love either plays exceptionally well or exceptionally badly? And think of what that one little data point will mean as they oh. head, the Packers head into the offseason. Oh, yeah. And people are trying to figure out what to do with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you yeah. know, if he play if he plays badly, if Love plays badly, you have to keep Rodgers. We've got whatever it takes to, to placate him. We have to keep him. And if Love plays great in this one game against a bad defense, then oh, maybe we just gotta let him go and cut the cord and you know, we're gonna be okay. But will you? There are seven or eight teams that will be desperately rooting for Jordan Love to go Mike White on the Chiefs so that Rodgers becomes available even at the Mm -hmm. steep price he will command. But to just become available, the Packers have to feel like we're ready to hand the keys over. So you know the Broncos, you know the pick another team here that would want Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be salivating at Jordan Love going, please, light it up, let's go. That's right. Absolutely. And that's going to be, that'll be a great storyline uh, for this, uh, for this game for the Packers as well. Right. And I, I just love how there's just never ending drama with Rogers, you know, great stuff, bad stuff. It's just, it's just, and, it's just, and, the, it's, it's and, daytime TV. It's soap opera TV for sports fans. Right. And all the bitterness from a certain chunk of the fan base about Rogers that had built up like acid in your blood mm-hmm. system uh, over yeah. the off season had finally dissipated down to <laughs> almost nothing and it's this is going to be a spike of acidic bitterness that is going to come back up again and it's going to be fascinating to watch it's a hell of a plot twist for a tv show about quarterbacks we know as the nfl let me pivot to two other things and then we're done tonight um but i want to talk about xbox five or excuse me playstation five yeah and cops <laughs> playstation yeah. five i'm in the mall today the mall Charge. I didn't know people went to a mall anymore. I did because I wanted to go to another great American institution I love dearly, the food court. <laughs> I was close. close. <laughs> the food court. And the, and knowing you, that means Panda Express. No. 
Uh, there is not a Panda Express in the food court. There whoa, is. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You found a mall without a Panda Express in well, the food court? Well, let me tell you, it's not like there isn't the same kind of heavily sugar-laden, MSG-laden, orange mm. and teriyaki mm. chicken over rice. Available. MSG. There is. Mm. There is. There is a Master Walk. And there is a Chang Lee Jang or some mm. restaurant on the other side of the mall, which had gone dark since the oh. pandemic. So okay. sadly, we're down one Chinese joint. There's a third restaurant or third offering. I don't know if you call these food court places restaurants. I don't. Uh, but it's a third offering only available in certain malls called Sarku Japan. Never heard of it. Okay. So they put... Noodles on a griddle or rice, okay. if you want, but their main steak is noodles. They put a big pile of noodles on the griddle. They bury it in teriyaki sauce that Yum. is as viscous as Mobile One motor oil. <laughs> it's 5 Delicious. Oh, my God. It's so good. And then they fry up a little smattering of either chicken, beef, shrimp, or all three if you're feeling oh. especially hungry, man. Mm. Sarku Japan, they do it right in front of you. I, it, the only place you can go is in the mall, and it don't, they don't even have it in every mall. So I'm in the mall, and I'm walking around. I'm walking off this 1,700-calorie lunch that I did not <laughs> eat. And I went to a GameStop charge. Wow, and I okay, walked great. in, and I saw the white PlayStation 5. Yes. And I said, <laughs> I remember that thing from many months ago when you couldn't even get it last holiday season. I better text Charge and ask him, Sue, anyone have this now some 10 months later? 12 months later. And the answer is no. You still, <laughs> you still can't just go buy it off a shelf a year later. And... Surely supply chain, chip shortage, I'm surely that all plays into it, but it's also unprecedented consumer demand. It's a great console, but it's still, even the, even now, you can't just go buy it. And here's the thing that, that listeners really need to know. If your kid has got PS5 on his or her Christmas list, you cannot assume you're going to be able to wow. make good on that. Wow. Santa may not be able to deliver. You have to buy it online in queue at particular moments when key retailers have them available. And it's a it is an arduous process that requires some luck, determination oh, and, a and a willingness to not buy from the bots and the people that are that are you know jacking up the price and trying to get you to pay several hundred dollars more uh, online via eBay. Wow. And of course, the games that I saw that were out for them, a small mm -hmm. selection, tiny selection. I mean, they're almost as rare as uh, ColecoVision 2 game titles. <laughs> 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 you remember nice that callback. sequel to oh, ColecoVision. Very expensive, very rare, very few people had it and didn't yes. last very long. Correct, because it was too expensive, but it was very powerful at the yeah. time. Now, yeah. is 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 uh, PlayStation Five going the way of ColecoVision Two? Uh, oh God, no! It's 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 here to stay. Okay, it's, uh, it's already the fastest selling console in the history of consoles through one year. It's almost it's approaching its one year anniversary, and it's, despite uh, limited yeah. demand. 
Yes. Well, no, demand is through the roof to limited supply. Limited yes. supply. So despite Correct. the throttle of supply, it's still the fastest platform. That's interesting. Correct. So yes. people are getting it in big numbers, but there's even bigger numbers that want it, so it's hard to get it. Why aren't there more titles then? Well, it, this is actually very common for this stage of the life, life cycle of a console. It takes, for a typical medium-sized game, about three years to develop that game. And it was only like two years ago that developers, coders, were getting like real PS5 hardware to code against and stuff like that. Better games like AAA games will take four and five years. Like, you know, the Call of Duty they're working on right now is Call of Duty 2025. So, you know, they got to work that far in advance. So that's why there's not a ton of really compelling PS5 exclusive games yet. Okay. Uh, that said, is it that much better, the 5? It is. It, it is. is. Okay. The controller is astounding. Mm. Okay. I looked at a game that uh, I don't know if I should buy it or not. It's Ace Combat 7. Yeah, you like the flying. The flying. I, uh, I do. Uh, yeah. and, and it was only nineteen ninety nine new. Um, wow. It's a, it's a little older, probably a year old, which is, which is a lot to do with it. Um, if you get to a point where you get the PS five, I will set you, I will, I will guide you to Zabe friendly titles that you can then keep in the shrink oh, wrap. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get the five anytime soon, but I thought for 20 bucks, I might get that title. It also said you could use the PS four virtual reality headset with the game. Yes. And I wanted to know, is that headset any good or is it junk? It's junk. It is the lowest oh. end headset that's available. But, Zade, oh. there is a PS5 headset that is coming. They've told us it's in development. There's been a very, very, a, there's been a leak of a what people believe this thing looks like and how, what it's going to have. And it looks unbelievable. Wow. It may set the standard for VR headsets that come with the PS5. It's going to be wireless, it's going to be lightweight. Not so lightweight that it's a pair of glasses, but compared to most headsets, it's going right. to be lightweight. And it will be able to channel much of the power, of the processing power of the PS5 right into your eyeballs. Amazing. All right. Well, that's uh, down the road, but good that to is. know. That's next year. All right. Last ad. Looks like you're going to keep your cops in Minnesota. I saw where the referendum to defund the police lost by a resounding 15 points or thereabouts in the polls on Tuesday night. Yes. The most interesting thing that came out of that loss, the biggest reason for the loss was black voters didn't support it. Well, it doesn't shock me or anyone else that knows how the world works. They're the ones most impacted by less cops. They are. Yep. And I think, it, you know, your white activist types are the ones that have been pushing this agenda a lot harder than the people that are impacted by it. So yeah, fascinating, and I'm happy for the city of Minneapolis that they get to keep uh, they get to keep a police force. Crime is ramped up here a ton in the past two years. All right, well, is it dead now? Is this idea dead for good, or is it like a zombie? It'll come back at some point. Mm, this defeat was bad enough that I think it's okay. I think it's going to be dead for a while anyway. But we have red control now. That passed. <laughs> oh, that'll solve. That'll, that'll solve. That'll, that'll solve everything. everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What What about your uh, your dapper little mayor who did the walk of shame two summers ago after the George, George Floyd thing? Is he still around? He's still around. And the funny thing is the activists hate him because he's too centrist, <laughs> you know, which is crazy, right? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Charge. All right. Good to talk it to you as always. Take care, buddy. Yeah, See bye you. Bye.
so good day. Our topic today is music. And with that, my friends, we will put a bow on the week that was right here on the Zabecast. Thank you so much for downloading and being part of the Zabecast Nation. Do please spread the word. Let us grow this big party of people that want good things in their ears. No, that's not dirty. That means good quality spoken word content that's interesting, is funny, is challenging, not full of shit. Not taking itself too seriously. You know, you tune in, you listen, you download, you get it. I appreciate it. Zabe at yahoo.com for feedback. Follow me on socials at Zabe on Twitter. Same on Instagram, although my IG game is very weak, I must admit. And of course, uh, rate and review as always. If you want more of me, get the fifth day for a mere five bucks a month. It helps support the entire podcast and all of our efforts here. If not, you are free to keep on mooching as you are Monday through Thursday. Have a great weekend. Bend with your head, no over it. Enjoy. Eat some buffalo wings. Get some exercise. Get out of the house. Do something nice in the fall. Do some early Christmas shopping before all the supply chain stuff catches up to you. Whatever you want to do, have a good one. We will see you Monday. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with my bookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss? to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click slash safety, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Grandparents, at Vanguard, you're more than just a grandparent. You're the family historians. You fill your closets with heirlooms, family photos, and letters from long ago. You're always planning the next family reunion, even at the reunion. Because for you, time well spent is time spent on them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.